Blog Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East. The Mark of the Beast. The European Superstate. Russia. China. Syria. And more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. And be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Hello everybody, I'm glad y'all can join us tonight. Hopefully y'all can uh, sit back and wind down for the rest of the evening. Hope y'all had a wonderful evening. And this is Phil Armstrong and we are going to take a trip into the prophecy. Tonight we're going to talk about Bible prophecy and what is going on in our world today. Um, I'm glad to be with y'all tonight. Uh, I'm actually... I'm blessed to be with y'all tonight. Uh, what is going on in the world? Uh, if if you're not studying Bible prophecy or if you're not watching, uh, everything probably looks normal to you. Uh, I probably can draw a beautiful canvas of flowers and money trickling down, uh, or at least uh, money coming down from the uh, sky with... Uh, a pretty darn good-looking green, uh, stating that the economy is coming back and all things are gloriously wonderful. But uh, they're not. Uh, if you're watching the general media, the media is going to tell you what you want to hear, just like some of these preachers. And that's a story for itself. Uh, <clears throat> the media wants you to believe that everything's okay. Uh, and you probably don't hear too much about uh, Europe and its markets and how the European markets are going, which are crashing at the moment. I don't know if you can say they're crashing in slow-mo or uh, medium-mo or quick-mo, uh, but they're crashing. Uh, and the uh, Grecian uh the Grecians are, I think they already had their vote for referendum. Uh, I'm not sure. But um, it looks like they might be leaving the euro for something else. And I want to touch on that subject tonight just for a few minutes. Um, I really didn't look it up in the Bible because as soon as, soon as the show came on, I kind of thought about that. As soon as I started talking, I kind of said, well, you know what? I'm going <clears> to <throat> talk quickly about um, the beast out of Revelations. Uh, and when we look at these, uh, the Bible, we are looking at things in a dim glass uh, as far as Bible prophecy is concerned. And, it's pr- and, and practically as far as just, you know, the whole, uh, the whole, Christianity thing. I mean, we're looking, looking, looking at, looking at it as a dim glass. And we're going to say Christianity thing rather than a relationship with Christ or 
or because we got that part solved. Uh, Jesus did that. He, Jesus solved that problem a long time ago, and by faith, we can see things that uh, we 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 look to the future and we hope for things that we can't see, but we believe. I believe. I I'm, folks. I believe that Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father and has died for me. And I believe that like like you're just as sure as you you exist. Uh and I exist. I believe that with my all my heart. That Jesus is uh a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Um so what why does it matter to us uh, to get the word out as far as things that really are secondary issues and even third issues as far as like what is the mark of the beast or who is the Antichrist? <clears throat> well, to some people, you might be surprised, but the Antichrist is their main focus. Uh, I'm not looking for the Antichrist. I'm looking for uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, what is Titus two, thirteen says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are to look for Christ rather than the Antichrist. But with that being said, Greece, 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 in its origination, remember Alexander the Great, his his empire was divided into uh, four uh, empires. One of those empires was the Seleucids Empire, which uh, later on became the Assyrian Empire, where uh, Antiochus Epiphanes came from. And he's a mirror effect of the Antichrist. And I believe one. This is just me. This is just my perception because when I I I always believed that the Antichrist early in my Bible prophecy days that was going to come from. Uh, the European Union. Now, uh, as as I evolved, and it's probably the only thing I ever evolved in, is that the Antichrist will be from the old Assyrian Empire or vis-a-vis Iraq or slash Syria slash Turkey. And I'm leaning towards Syria and not because of the mortal wound stuff and all of you know the, the people try to fit everything in, but the Assyrian talked about in the book of Malachi uh, fits the bill for the Antichrist. It just looks like he's coming from the Syrian Empire because it may be because of Isaiah 17. So that's something that we need to really think about. Isaiah 17, Damascus is destroyed. Um, the Russian army comes in. Uh, God comes in and obliterates them, and and Syria needs somebody to take charge. And here we go. The little horn starts off with the three subduing the whole Middle East, which is three regions. And I and and I I I I, can't, I look at things different than I used to. And I think once people, we get to heaven and we're looking on, uh, over the balcony, um, we're going to see that a lot of us got it wrong still. And we thought we had the patent on Bible prophecy. 
Uh, Syria seems to be the next point. Now, the Bilderbergers group just uh, uh, ended, and they were in Virginia. And one of the things came from the Bilderberg group, uh, which, and then let me explain what the Bilderberg group is. In a nutshell, this is a conference for the multinational super conglomerate rich who make the decisions and set the policies for the globe. <clears throat> for instance, um, and, they, and this is an old group back in, I don't know, the 50s, the first time they started the meeting, maybe even earlier than that. But um, the group when 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 somebody who has the potential like Dan Quayle goes to this place, you know that there's a future when he leaves that meeting. Um, also, Bill Clinton attended this, and four years ago, Hillary Clinton and um, Obama, President Obama, went to this meeting, and shortly after that meeting, Hillary Clinton resigned. Or, or sorry, got out the got out the election. Sorry, resigned. Where did I get that from? Um, so, yeah, there is proof in the pudding that these people do set policy. And one of the things that they they and they, so every year they come into these meetings and they come out with policy. For instance, Alex Jones, who is a national um, figure who uh, is in the Patriot Movement, who is the leader of the Patriot Movement, you might as well say. Um, and he, and what he does is he, he he keeps up with the Bilderberger meeting. He has insiders there. Jim Tucker, actually, uh, is a researcher who has uh, insiders in these meetings. And um, what he found out a couple of years ago was that people thought that the Iraqi war was going to start in 2002. Well, he came out of the meeting and he said, no, it's not going to start in 2002. It's going to start in 2003. And I was in, in the in the war myself, and I remember I, I remember him saying that. Uh, and I also remember Alex Jones saying that Osama bin Laden was going to be the scapegoat for 9-11, which the 19 hijackers from Saudi Arabia uh, hit the Twin Towers, and we ended up going to blow up Afghanistan, which made no sense at all. And, and many innocent, innocent people became uh, casualties of war, or uh, another word for it is, uh, uh, what's the word for it? I'll get that word before. <laughs> what's the word for it? Oh, man, it's late. Um, dang, I, I just had the word again and dropped it. But anyway, um, so... The Libyan war uh, from the last meeting of the Bilderbergers last year, they came out saying, okay, we are going to go ahead and wipe Libya off the face of the map, or at least Gaddafi off the face of the map in his regime, and look what happened. So we're going to get Syria. But this time, folks, buckle your seatbelt. For all my listeners, buckle up. This may be a lot different. No, it's not because uh, uh, the leader of Syria won't go away. It's because the time of the end has come. Um, and and and, that, and what I said I was going to talk about the uh, Mediterranean Union, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. 
But I believe that's what's going to happen is after the rapture of the church, when the Christians are taken out, when we're taken out, uh, you're going to see a lot of strange stuff happen, folks. And I and I and I like the name of the show. It's called the Prophecy Zone, and I'm gonna treat it like that from now on. Because I've never came out and just treated like that, and I never and I always worried. And I'm not the type of person who worried about worries about what people think about me. I never have been. But this show has got to come out and address the name, just like the Twilight Zone. Um. <clears throat> so it's going to be a lot of strange things happening, strange signs. The Bible says in Luke 21 that there should be strange signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, and on earth distress of nations with perplexity, the seas roaring, men's hearts felling them for things that are coming upon the earth. Forget all the movies. Put all those movies together, and that's what you're going to get, but a lot worse. Folks, the food is going to be scarcity. You're not going to have anything to eat the first three and a half years. Don't trick yourself thinking the first three and a half years is going to be nice and fun. It's not going to be nice and fun. It's going to be, it's going to be sad. For me, it's sad, and I've been going through a lot of emotional things because I believe it's going to happen. Like, you got a bowl of fruit on the table. You said that. Yeah, I believe it's going to happen just as much as we got to pay bills. But anyway, um, Russia sitting outside of uh, Syria. Port saying that uh, if America tries to attack, just just think about it before you try to attack Syria. So as everything's fitting in like a glove, you got Psalms 83, which lists the aborting nations, um, and then you got uh, Isaiah 17, which will happen in correspondence to. Now, do I have the patent on Bible prophecy? No, so I could be wrong, but um. Syria will be a part of Isaiah, I'm sorry, Psalms 83, and as a result, um, Isaiah 17, which is the complete destruction of Damascus. So turn to uh, Isaiah 17, verse 1, and you will get the prophecy. Now, keep in mind that Damascus is the oldest city or at least the first or the second oldest city in existence today. So that should give you proof that that prophecy has not happened. And I've never heard anybody try to deny it's not going to happen. Then as you you have Damascus being destroyed, you move on to Ezekiel 38 and 39, which is a confederation of nations which will attack Israel in the latter times, in the latter years. And, and something I wanted y'all to think about is this, and I'm trying to think, I'm going to try to make it clear, and then we're going to go back to the Mediterranean Union and the reason why it could be the beast. Um, and, and while you add it, if you have your Bibles, um, turn to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Uh-oh. My kids love to tear my pages out of my Bible. So I got I got all King James. I don't mess with nothing else. Sometimes I got I got one new King James, but I don't really mess with anything else. Um But uh there's coming a time <coughs> if you read Psalms chapter two that 
these people, these nations that are immediate to Israel, bordering on the Israel border, uh, and I got an article here uh, talking about that, is that they're starting to have a um, fight with uh, Egypt slowly. Now, Egypt is going through an election with the Muslim Brotherhood, and uh, I'm not so sure that election took place yet. But this is what I want y'all to see. Is the nations in, in Ezekiel 38, verse 5, talks about Persia. Now, you know that's Iran. Um, and then you have Ethiopia, which is Ethiopia. You have Libya, which is a re recharged Libya with the Muslim Brotherhood. It says, with them, all of them were shield and buckler. Now, you know Ezekiel was way back there, 25-something thousand years ago, uh, 2,800 years ago, probably more. Uh, I don't have the dates right here, but Gomer, which is Germany, East Germany, could be the actual Germany. And, and, and remember, Angela Merkel is having some problems over there. Um, and it says, in all his bands. And the house of Tugomer, which is Turkey, and all its northern quarters, which could be the stands, I don't know, and many people with them. Be thou prepared and prepare thyself and all thy company. I thought I heard a noise. That are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Now, I want you all to keep that in mind. Russia. Now, we go back to verse 1. It says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. Now, let me explain what that are. Gog, of course, uh, is the leader of Magog. Magog happens to be researched as the Scythian people. These people settled in the Caucasus Mountains. And, it, and you're going to see where it says that immediately, to, oh, actually not immediately, but to the far north, which is happens to go, if you draw a line from Israel to the far north all the way up, you get a capital. And that capital is Moscow, which ancient name is Meshach. Also, when you look uh, at verse 4, it says, and I shall turn thee back. This is God talking to Russia. And the confederation of nations, and put hooks into thy jaws. Now the hook could be Isaiah 17. Now it says hooks with a plural. So he already covered, and later in that chapter, he's already covered. God has already covered through Ezekiel the the, the booty or the the goods that they're coming to get from Israel. So it's, it's almost as if they were pulled down by God to invade uh, Israel. But, by the way, they got all this stuff. Let's just go ahead and take the stuff, too. That's, that seems like what it's doing. But when you look at this, it says, it says um, in verse 7 that they come as a guard to the people who they are with. So the list that I read out, Russia is coming to protect them. But mainly, mainly Persia, and probably Turkey. So people are asking, is Israel going to attack Iran? And the answer is no. But I'll tell you what's going to happen, and I'm not, I don't own the patent on private prophecy. I'm not always right. But I can tell you what might happen. 
if this is the year, and it could go five years from here, folks, I'm not telling y'all this is the year. I have a feeling it is, but I'm not telling y'all 100% this is the year. Folks, do not make me out of somebody who's telling you this is, I, I can, I'll be sitting up here in the Tokyo Rose. I'll be sitting up here until hell freezes over. But I'm going to tell y'all this. If it was this year, if it was this year or any other year, the tribulation period will begin in the fall. I repeat, the tribulation period will begin in the fall, whatever year it is. So if it's 2020, the tribulation period will begin in the fall, and I'll tell you how I know. Jesus Christ was crucified on a feast day. Now, this is all coming from Leviticus 23, 25, between those two chapters. I got, I got bad memory. It's late. Uh, it talks about the feast, the seven feasts of God. Jesus fulfilled four feasts. Pentecost, well, sorry, uh, unleavened bread, first fruit, Passover, and Pentecost, the first four. There's three remaining. So the church was formed on Pentecost, right? Right. So the church will end on a feast, and that is the Feast of Trumpets. And all the other feasts are to be in the fall. Now, we must follow the, the harvest. We must follow the, the way Jesus preached about the harvest. Uh, he says that they're, they're, the, 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 the ground is ready, but there are no laborers. So we must go out and, and, and you know, till the ground and get that harvest. Well, God did everything on a on this type of perspective. Matter of fact, a lot of his parables were based on the ground. And then even even the parable of how the ground fell on different ground, uh, the seed fell on different ground, different soils of the heart, different hearts throughout time. He even talked about the dividing of the, the, the wheat from the tares. He said, leave it alone before, because at the end time, I'm going to separate the wheat from the tares. You know the good from the bad. He also said judgment will begin in the house of the Lord. People always say, well, how did, I mean, people don't ever stop and wonder, why did he say that? Oh, yeah, that's right. So if I'm post-trib or mid-trib and I'm not pre-trib, then I'm going to come up and I'm just going to just don't don't give me that. Even pre-tribbers don't listen to this. This is going to tell you when the rapture is going to happen just by this verse. It says, um, it says the judgment shall begin in the house of the Lord. So that's what people get, judge not lest ye be judged. Read the rest of the chapter, please. He said, get the plank out of your eye first before you can get the speck out of somebody else's eye. And he's not really saying that somebody else got a speck. He's saying they can possibly have a big, giant log in their eyes. You just get, your, get the plank out of your eye first. So in other words, come to the cross. John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. So you got to get your house clean in order before you can mess with, uh, before you can mess with anybody else. Don't get happy because you get these preachers messing up. Don't get happy. I know God, yeah, God has something for them too. But don't get mad. Don't get happy when you see these preachers messing up, and then justify yourself. Now, that's another show for itself. But now, if this was the year. 
this is this is what would happen if it was a year. Look for this. I don't care what year it is. It could be five years from here, ten years, fifteen years. This this is just Phil Armstrong. This is nobody else. You don't have to buy the book. You don't have to buy the patent. You don't have to buy the what I'm saying. You can just say whatever. Um, look for look for more strange things happening in the news. Like people eating faces and eating body parts. Look for it to get a lot worse within like weeks. I mean, crazy stuff. Also, look for the Olympics. Watch the Olympics. Watch the pageantry. Watch all the the, the satanic stuff that go along in, in this London uh, Olympics. Watch them open the Pandora's box. If this is the year, 2012. Now, keep in mind, the end of the world is not going to happen in 2012, December. And that's not going to happen. Or else the Bible would be, have to be wrong, right? Right. And you know the Bible's not wrong over these people. And, and, and you know, you know, people want the world to end in one day. Then they get mad at you. Like if you make a comment or you make a video, the world would not end you know, 21st of December, 2012. Are you kidding me? Oh, it will end. And then when you tell them that God is going to give them seven years to repent, no, that's not right. That's that's false. You're a false prophet. There's a lot of false prophets on YouTube. I mean, it's, it's easy to be a false prophet, but I mean, in y'all eyes at least, I mean, if I tell you the Lions going to win the Super Bowl, I mean, heck, it's a possibility. If I say God told me, then I'm going to be a false prophet, right? If I say I have a feeling the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl, I always say, man, the Lions won't win the Super Bowl until the Detroit until until Jesus comes, and this this is probably going to be the year then, and whenever year it comes. But anyway, um, so what would happen? Um, we will have a terrorist attack somewhere in the United States and in multiple places in the world. They will, um, it would affect the stock market. Um, it would affect it to a point where we see things happening over here. And then the president of the United States will declare martial law. We go into total control. Um, Israel Actually, NATO would hit Syria. Syria will respond with uh, chemical agents. Israel will go over the skies in Damascus and drop a neutron bomb or whatever type of bomb they have at that moment. Then the world will respond, Israel, demons. All on the news. Israel did this. Israel did that. Over the time, well, we need to we need to set a embargo. We need to we need to put uh, restrictions and, and sanctions on Israel and blah 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 blah. But here's the deal: Russia has received inside details that Israel was going to still strike Iran at a certain date. Hmm. Pretty simple, ain't it? But they never get to it because Russia comes down and invades. 
And simultaneously, the rapture of the church takes place. Now, this might not happen in that order. It might be something different. But the reason why I think it's this year, and I could be wrong, and I, I, don't, I like being wrong because it gives us more time to do what we got to do, is because of 2012. Not because of the world ending in one day. It's because of the, the, the demonic, satanic amateurs of this, of this time. Uh, if you look at how, if you look at the music industry, these people are strictly demonically worshipped worshippers. Me and my son was watching um, American Idol, and then, you know, I finally I get a little TV in. We was watching American Idol, and Rihanna was on there. It was kind of funny because she was in a box when it, when the show first when she was in, when she was pro um, when she was singing. She was in this box. And then I was just joking around, saying, "Man, where's the where's the pyramid at?" And then all of a sudden, the box dropped, and the pyramid pops up, and my son started cracking up. He said, "You got that one right, right on." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's about basically it." Most of these people sold their soul to the devil. You can't even Tupac. I mean, and I ain't trying to glorify these guys, but even Tupac. If you listen to their records and songs, they they either glorifying this dude, they're trying to break out. And that's how I think what happened to Whitney Houston. She tried to get out of that stuff, and they decided to kill her. There's too many fishy things happening on the night that she died. I mean, she was submerged in water. It's like they were giving her as a sacrifice. I mean, it's some crazy stuff, folks. Crazy stuff. I'm not saying it's 100% accurate. We're going to find out when you make, if you make the rapture and you... Just say, you know, I'm going to ask one of them angels over there. What what happened? What what really happened to John F. Kennedy? What really happened? And not as if we're really going to care, but we still want to know. You know, I, I want to know some things that happened here. You know, the Roosevelt said nothing in politics happened by accident. If it, if it happened, it was planned that way. And some people might not believe that, but if it, if it, if it, if it, if it happened, it was planned that way. So uh, these people are totally uh, immersed in it. If, in, in, if you don't, if you make over twenty million dollars, some some guy said, well, a brother, uh, a brother who broke away and he became a Christian, but he said, if you making twenty million dollars or over, you're gonna have to sell your soul to the devil. And Shaka Khan was trying to say that when she was on CNN on the day that Whitney Houston died, she was trying to say that, and the other girl said tried to say that too. Um, I forgot her name. Uh, darn. Uh, I forgot her name. But anyway, uh, she was trying to black lady. She's trying to say it too. I should know. I should know her. Astrid and Simpson. Um, was, was she was saying it too? But anyway, um, so the demonic forces that are going to be at this uh, London, and I wouldn't be surprised if they offer London as a sacrifice and blow it up. But eventually, they're going to have to give a sacrifice. And these people give a sacrifice. And I'm not saying I'm 100% sure about this, but I'm at least 99% that a lot of these famous actors and, and, and movie stars give, in order to become successful, they have to give something as a sacrifice. And um, the, the, the world body is no different. Now, listen to Beyonce. She has a song that I play. I can play back. I don't have it on my recording. I wish I did. But she, when you play it backwards, she's saying, introducing the day of Aquarius. Now, you remember the fifth dimension back in the 70s had a song called um, Aquarius. 
and they look kind of goofy. Since I've seen some black folks sitting up there singing this white this song, but <laughs> it sounds good to me. I mean, I'm putting you to sleep at least if you want to get a massage, but I wouldn't listen to it because it's cultic. But they call it the fifth dimension. Go figure. And this, and if you look at the the you if you look at the uh, Olympics uh, seals, the, the the circles, they got five circles. And the Fifth Dimension did not do that song just to be doing it. They did it for a reason. They're trying to relay a message. And this is exactly what is going to be happening. And the globalists like to send messages. That's why you get all these these weird things happening on 9-11. They send you messages. When John Kennedy got shot, he got shot on the 11th month, the 22nd day, which equals 33 degrees, which is 33 degree Masons trying to tell you, we shot this brother, we shot this dude. That's what they're trying to say. If you look at the grounds that John Kennedy got shot at, it looks like a sacrifice. Most people who get shot, shot uh, killed are sacrificial. Now, they got more modern these days, and they tried to make it, you know, like Elvis Presley. He just died. I don't think nobody sacrificed him, but he could have been sacrificed. We won't know that until we get to heaven. You won't know a lot of this stuff until you get to heaven. But some of these guys were sacrificed. Some of these ladies were sacrificed. Um, 27 years old, all the 27-year-old crew, um, the people who died, the Doors, the guy from the Doors, he died at uh, 27. Jimi Hendrix, um, the one female with the raspy voice. I'm pretty sure somebody out there knew who I'm talking about. Um, doggone it. Late. It's late, man. It's late. But anyway, it's a 27-year-old uh, club, and these people die at 27. And a lot of people died on the 25th of the month. If you look at Easy E, was the only one that missed it from one day because something they had him put the life support system. They trying to get him to talk him out of it. And I and you probably say, well, how do you know all about the worldly stuff? I don't listen to worldly music. I just know. I just know from watching YouTube videos. You you can you can go watch it too. But I believe a lot of the stuff because you can go check the dates that they die. It's, it's just there. That's what the Bible says in the last days. In uh, Daniel chapter 12, the knowledge will grow to and fro. Now, you got a to and fro and afro and everything else. You got, you got knowledge on the Internet. You got knowledge everywhere, man. You can go to libraries. You can go to bookstores. You got on, you got you got technology to download books. You, you can listen to audio. You can listen to preachers. You can research right from your home. Google, even though they probably look at your stuff and come get you when the new order starts, Hey, you got a you 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 downloaded some Bible information. We finna arrest your butt. Now, and, and President Obama signed a declaration to to arrest people for no reason. Why would you do that? And I said on my radio programs, I ain't gonna never talk about a president, standing president in the United States, because the Bible, you know, people fuss over me. I know some Alex Jones probably hit me with a rock if I say, man, I'm not gonna mess with nobody. If God tell me not to mess with nobody, I ain't messing with nobody. Like a teacher back in high school, and she's named Miss Lincliffe. You don't mess with her, she ain't gonna mess with you. And I mean, I don't mess with nobody. Not that I don't want to go to jail. I, I go to, I, I, hey, I, you want to murder me, murder me. I'm gonna be dead anyway. Folks, y'all need to really read Revelations. Read Revelations, please. Read, read it, read it quickly. Because if the, if the stuff look like what I think is gonna start cracking down, eventually we're gonna be right. Right now, we're the, we're the boys and girls that cry wolf. But eventually, we're going to be right. And, and, and one day, 
The father's going to say to the son, go get your church. He's going to break the sky. He's going to come down to a certain level of the third heaven. And he's going to say, whatever your name is, come up here. And in a twinkle of an eye, the speed of speed of light, church is going to take off on all babies. So if you got a baby out there and you listen to this radio program and you're in love with that baby, pray that you you find it. And I want to get to something else. Uh, the ten virgins are, that is in Matthew 25. And five had oil and five didn't. What I believe that we are on the precipice of time is that the church is asleep at the switch. When they're supposed to be going out preaching the gospel and telling people about Jesus, they're looking for a man with a college degree to do it. Now, I don't remember Jesus saying in Matthew 28, go ye awfully to all the nations and get a college degree and preach the gospel to the ends of the world. No, I didn't I didn't hear anything about a college degree, even though, I, hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking the college degree. I'm not knocking anything about a college degree. I'm almost got two of them. Just one more semester for each. And Jesus probably come back before I get those. Who cares? Store up treasures in heaven, not on earth. Moth can, moth can get in and eat my certificate up. What difference does it make? That's not my attitude, though. My attitude is just like, I'm, if you ask everybody, I'm like free, free, free going. But there's, there's coming a time, folks, where we're going to have to make a decision. Getting back to the ten versions, five had oil and five didn't have oil in their lamps. Now, what is the oil? Many teachers and preachers believe the oil is the Holy Spirit, and I believe that. But I'll go one step further. If you don't understand the right gospel, and you right? What do you mean, right gospel? I read, I read my Bible every day. The right gospel. If you read Galatians chapter one, it says, "If anybody, if anyone preach another gospel, they are cursed." So the ten virgins have to go. They have to go back. He said, "Go find your own oil." Now the oil could be meaning the Holy Spirit working through the Word of God in your life. And somebody wouldn't read the Bible. They expected the pastor to tell them what the Bible says throughout the Jesus said we should live, we should not live by bread alone, but by everything that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So if you're getting spoonful fed by your pastor on Sundays, neglecting God's word on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday, because we fall asleep at church or we're looking off in the blue yonder trying to figure out what, when should I put that stove, stop stuffing it instead of potatoes in the oven. <clears throat> we got a choice. The choice is seek my face. That's what God is asking us to do. Seek his face and you will find me. God should be number one in our life. God, he says, I'm a jealous God. Oprah says, I can't, I don't understand. I can't have no jealous God. Well, you got a billion dollars, enjoy it. 
I like Oprah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at her. I want her to get saved, born again, too. But don't believe the hype, folks. Oprah went off for a reason. Her mission is complete. She's got other things she's got to take care of. And I, you know what I would love to see a good movie is is if you have a woman that's a billionaire that that's that's a that has her own radio show, and and in this movie or, or you know TV show, and in this movie she gets saved. Then they have to put her in the chopping block right in front of everybody and chop her head off. Hey, praise God, she'll be eternally saved. You know, folks, they're billionaires in hell. The guy from Apple, bless his heart, he helped more people than people in the church today. That's a sad thing. I mean, if you really think about life, folks, it's sad. I'm a happy person all the time. I'm not coming off the angle that life is sad, go jump in the lake. I'm, I'm coming off the angle of when you really think about it, there's a lot of tragedies out there, especially in the African-American community. There's a lot of tragedies. And 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 I, I my boy man one of my boys back in the, in the hood Ronald Tatumi uh, I mean I hate to mention his name but I love that man I love that I mean I love my friends a lot of my friends had they died in tragedy Marvin Crosby you know I you know I usually don't say no names but these people died in tragedy and they don't have they don't have a chance to play it over. And some of the weak churches will probably say well you. They, they, you probably see them again. No, I won't. I'm not going to see them again. Quit putting going home on every casket. That's sad, folks. Sad. And people say, well, I, I think the worst tragedy uh, is when a family member passed away, and you and you're born again. You truly know Jesus, and you know that that person's not in heaven. I mean, oh man, that's just sad. Or even just just you hear it on TV. You hear it on you know such and such died today, and they were, and they you know it's like again. Even people I don't know. If you don't have a heart for the lost, and you claim to be Christian, you got problems. I, I mean, no, I don't run and duck every time I hear some, you know, somebody playing the news in the background. My, you know, my kids or my wife playing the news in the background, I'm ducking every time somebody does. But it's close to it. Lady going jogging, just going jogging, mind her own business. Actually, she was just walking her dog. Some dude comes up to her, supposed to be a homeless guy. I don't know if he's really homeless or not, and stabs her. Now, you give me a 50 page report on why you stabbed her. I mean, just just it, it, the the world is just going mad, and you know most of this stuff is not even televised. It's not even on the news, and that's why I was trying to tell my wife, and that's why I was trying to tell other people. I say, look, I know there's zombies out there, but folks, that's just the little part of the news. Somebody decided to put that stuff out there, air that stuff. Folks, there are probably people getting eight, like, Kentucky Fried Chicken around the floor. I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, but the story is probably understated. It's probably so bad out there that we are proven fact in the end times, last days of the days of the days of the days of the days. 
The Bible says the love of many shall grow cold. The very enemy will be in your own household. There's coming a time where when you're running from a bear and you're running, 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 and you go in the house and you shut the door and the bear's trying to get in and you put your hand on the wall and a scorpion bites you. That's how bad it's getting. Oh, you just blowing it out of proportion. You need to love the world and save people. Yeah, I don't save I can't save nobody. Uh, second was the first John two fifteen says, Love not the world or the things in the world. You're not told to love the world. That's why the Israelites were told to leave Egypt. Do you know the you know uh Leaving Egypt is a thing that we all have to do right now. We have to leave Egypt. The difference between the Church of Philadelphia and Revelation chapter 3 and um, the difference between the Church of Laodicea was he told the Church of Laodicea, I wish that you were hot or cold. Now, cold is totally just unsaved like my next door neighbors. That scares the heck out of me. But these boys are really polite, but they love to party. They're not noisy though. I mean, they 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 drink a lot, but they I mean, they if you I went to their garage to talk to one of the guys about something, man. And they got their garage. It's like the garage I'm sitting in now. It's huge. But uh they got pictures of I'm just like, man, I need to get out your garage, man. I I need to get out of here. I'm claustrophobic. All those women on the wall. So it's like but they're that's what you call cold. Or even somebody at the prison. We live right around the block from a prison. That's what you call cold. Unsaved totally. But remember when Jesus came, who he sat with at dinners? He said, why do you sit with all them sinners? I can see them now. We got people like that today. We're just kind of masking themselves. They don't really speak out as much, but hey, some people that just want to... Now, that's the real judge, not lest he be judged. That's what you want to use that Matthew chapter 7, use it in the right place. Don't say, well, O.J. Simpson, leave that man alone. O.J. Simpson ain't do nothing. <laughs> I'm not judging O.J. Simpson, not that way. I'm not judging him. I'm not the judge. I'm not, I can't judge nobody. I can't, you can't judge nobody. But the thing is, is that we make judgments every day, folks. You ain't going to let just anybody come in your house. What if I walked up to you behind somebody that's trying to get in your house and say, just not, let's you be judged. Let them on in there, girl. Let them on in there. If he, who cares if he cut up your kids and, and, and throw you in a in the a, a, a box and ship you off to Tokyo? <laughs> who cares? Just not, let's you be judged. You make judgments every day. Quit telling people not to judge. You leave that man alone. You can now if you if you if you bothering some preacher, um, Eddie Long, and you justifying yourself, that that's just as worse as judging somebody saying that you know uh, Obama's. I mean, no, Obama. Um, O.J. Simpson's guilty. I mean, O.J. Simpson, leave that man alone. Leave Bill Clinton alone. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not. I mean, come on, man. I mean. When do you figure out that you need to make certain judgments so you can at least tell your kids don't be doing that? Don't follow that man. I mean, he's a good. He's a good. I like Bill Clinton though. 
he's getting skinny though. He looks like a basketball player. <laughs> I said, man, is that Bill Clinton? I didn't have my glasses on. I was like, is that man? But he is. I think he has a. I mean, I'm not laughing at him. I'm just laughing at how much weight he do. Because I was like, man, I would love him to lose some of that weight, man. But I think he's not. I think he has something. I don't know if he's sick or not. But I'll pray for him. I'm not laughing at him though. Don't don't get thinking I'm laughing at Bill Clinton. I'm not. Bill Clinton was decent president. We didn't have all the problems we had now when he was president. We had a few things wrong, but don't think I'm a Democrat though. I'm not even a Republican. They both they both the same. If you drive, it's just like telling somebody to from Seattle, Washington to get in the car or get in a train and I get the plane and both of us go and we go to Washington DC and we eventually gonna both get there. So if you if you like abort if you want to abort somebody, you can't. Republicans can't talk bad about Democrats because we had two presidents in office for eight years both, and we still got abortion. So what's the why why do you even run on that? I'm against abortion. Well, who cares if you're not going to do nothing about it? You're just wasting your time. Of course. All the thing we do is just have to go into the booth and shut the wind, shut the curtains and, and vote and walk out. I'd rather throw my vote away, folks. Well, you're not an American because you vote, you throw your vote away. That didn't say I had to be. <laughs> that's not a qualification because I can't. It's the right to vote if I feel like it. Well, you're not American because you're not putting your two cents. I, I don't have to do vote. I mean, you want to force me to vote now since I got the right to vote? Oh, that's really sweet. Thank you. Oh, yeah, by the way, martial law is coming, and they might be able to make you vote. So that's guillotines. I got an article here about the guillotines. Y'all know what guillotines is, right? Uh, Revelations chapter 13 talks about uh, no man will buy or sell unless he had the mark. It talks about if you don't have the book of Revelation talks about if you don't have the mark on your right hand or forehead, and if you're not if you're not sold out to the devil system, and that is another way of selling out. Because remember, I told you the movie stars and the actors are selling out. Now, I'm going to put up a couple of videos once I start getting going of all the six. Now you can do it yourself. Go to Google's image and look up all the symbols of the of, of hand gestures of all the famous people from the politicians to the movie stars to the actresses to the musicians like Eminem and all these other guys putting up these signs and signals to the devil. Tupac was singing with, believe it or not, Mary Mary, who is demonic as ever you can think of, and they're supposed to be a Christian group, um, was Man, these people put they cast spell on you. If you go to their concerts, they 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 will cast a spell on you in a heartbeat. I wonder why I feel like this. I wonder why you feel like this. You better wonder why when you go to these concerts and who who's putting a spell on you. I'll cast a spell on you. Yeah, they will put a spell on you. All right. So when you hear when you hear Rihanna talking about Allah, 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 all this other crazy stuff, you might want to listen, think about what you're listening to. These people are paid now. That's why that's why Whitney Houston ended up there. She's not giving in to that stuff. Bobby Brown, they wouldn't give in. That's why that's why you have boys and men, and all these groups kind of going low key. You notice that? You notice that? 
You you trying to tell me boys and men could they they couldn't they just stopped running out of music. Their style has not changed. The 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 style that boys and men was playing has not changed. They can still play any time. They can go back to the sixties and play. Now you gonna tell me that they stopped playing because they were they? Trust me, they they decided to hey man. It's like Stacy Lattisaw. If you watch on song, you'll learn a lot. Stacey Lattisaw was like, oh, heck no, I can't have this. She, she became a Christian. That lady sold out for Jesus. Sold out as she want to be. But it says, um, <clears throat> Panetta believes Israel may strike Iran this spring. Now, now y'all don't believe everything I hear. This spring is almost over with. It's going to happen, but it's not going to happen now that on our time clock, it's going to happen on God's time clock. God God owns the patent on, um, it's no private interpretation. So Phil Armstrong does not have the patent. Um, let me see the patent number. Um, um, 5536 DKL55 is um, my patent on Bible prophecy, so I'm right about everything. Oh, in that case, man, I'll be hurting. I'm not right on a lot of things, and I love not being right. I mean, I don't, I don't have a show just to be right. If I wanted to show the, it, it, another thing, if I wanted to glorify myself, it, I would have the best show on the radio. Some people say, "Oh, that's full of pride." Yeah, I know that's the problem. I was just saying, I was making a point. If I wanted to glorify myself, I would have the best show because I just glorify myself, even through something I'm not doing. <laughs> Okay, so computer chips in the right hand or forehead. They're barcodes. Their family's taking these chips and putting them in their hand and then celebrating on national television. They stopped doing it as much. Oh, we took the mark. It's such a wonderful thing. Now we can go into the clubs in London and just buy up whatever we want to buy up. And um, we can go to the clubs for free now um, because they gave us a discount to be the first to take the chip. Oh, wonderful! But it's not the mark. It's not the mark yet until the Antichrist actually comes to the scene. Who is the Antichrist? I don't know. Is Obama the Antichrist? My answer is astounding. No, that's the only thing I can be boastful and proud for. President Obama is not the Antichrist. He's a forerunner, but he's not the Antichrist. He's not even close. The Antichrist will come at his appointed time. And if Obama's the Antichrist, then we all have been left behind. Because remember it says in Thessalonians that the Antichrist cannot be revealed until after the church is gone. The Pope recently called for a one world. Now, these, the, the, what I'm about to read is is the things that are going to happen supposedly in 2012. And, and it's not the end of the world, though. Uh, for... 2012. Now we know that I already mentioned um, the Olympics. Now it says 300 top spiritual leaders representing the world's religions are meeting to draft a plan for a new world consciousness. <gasps> Yay! I'm going to go into another ultra conscience and just contact demons all over the place, and they're going to take over my body, and I'm going to go to Disney World, and we're going to have a nice, nice time, and then I'm going to come back and conquer the whole world. Sweets, the Vatican, Dalai Lama, the New Age leader, Robert Marx, Herbert, are going to be represented there. 
And that's they probably gonna cast a spell on whoever's there also. It says December twenty first and twenty through the twenty eighth, World Occult Meditation Festival. Oh yay. Groups all over the world will meet to bring global transformation. Oh yay, I'm gonna be able to sell my soul to the devil in about three years, three and a half years to get my head chopped off. Oh yay. That's just awesome. I can grow long hair and, and and fingernails and go to court bookstores and buy up all this stuff. But you know that the, I, I just went to saw. I saw a lot of movies recent. I don't really watch movies, especially if there's any bad, you know, cussing and stuff. But I took a took a risk sometime and I go take see movies and like Battleship and stuff stuff like that. But uh, another thing should, that should be happening is a fake UFO. Uh, landing or activity. If you read Daniel chapter 2, it talks about let me read that. I'm going to read that so, so y'all can I was cold in this garage. I got to have my heaters. I bought some heaters, but it's, it's supposed to be June, right? Am I mistaken? Is it June? June or <laughs> I'm not going to complain because I hate hot weather. But anyway, it talks about if you first of all, if you go to uh, Noah's time, if you go to Genesis chapter six and seven, it's going to talk about um, the sons of God coming to cohabitate with the, and have sex with the women and have babies, where they produce giants. So these demons produce giants. So. Daniel chapter 2 is saying the same thing is going to happen again. Now, remember Jesus said just in the days of Noah. Now, people think just in the days of Noah that the world was so corrupt that he destroyed it for that purpose. Yeah, that's, that was part of it. But the giants came down to help corrupt. These people were very powerful. So I, <clears throat> what was going on in, in, in Noah's time is that the giants came to cohabitate with women. Now, now, do you know that um, it says in Ezekiel, I can't remember the chapter, chapter 12, something like that. It says, talks about Lot and then Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was not destroyed, folks, because of homosexuality. It was part of it. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed for pride, slothfulness, laziness, arrogance. That sounds like an American to me. I, I can meet a lot of lawful, not everybody, people are hardworking Americans. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in, in thought, in theory, and in, in Christianity, they're very slothful, um, lazy, pride, arrogant. Um, if you read Timothy, 2 Timothy 3, it talks, it gives you a whole list of, of what the end time generation is supposed to be. And we are prideful and arrogant. Prideful and arrogance will lead you away from God. That's why the Bible says God resists the proud and give grace to the humble. He, he does that all the time, folks. You have to be, Jesus said, if you don't come to me as a little child, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So there is going to be strong attacks coming. And if your preacher's telling you that we're going to build the next church program and we're going to, in the, in the lot across, in the G lot, we're going to put a nice parking lot and then over here, we're going to, and that's cool. That's expansion. I'm, I'm, I'm for expansion. But the greater thing is this. Repent. 
repent, come towards God. The Bible says in James, it says, resist the devil, submit yourself to God, and he will flee. People say, well, how? Man, I got a, I got, I got problems, man. I got sexual addictions. I, I, I can't stop, man. I can't stop looking at the, man, I go on the internet at nighttime, man, and I just can't stop. Oh, I can't. I've been there before. I mean, I, I didn't have the problem with the computers, but I've been there before. The Bible talks about who the sun sets free, and, and I think it's John 10, 10. Uh, it's late, man. It's late. Uh, give me some, cut me some slack. But John ten ten, I think it says that who the Son sets free is free indeed. When you read Second Timothy chapter three, it it, it takes you all the way down a list of things in the last days of people's attitudes. Um, and and the attitudes that people are having. Is disrespect to the parents, boastful, proud, big-headed, arrogant, sort of like in the days of Lot. But it, has, it says, have, having a form of godliness, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So in other words, they look like a duck, quack like a duck, talk like a duck, but they don't have confidence in their feet that they can move. Now they don't have confidence in in the in 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 their in in God. I kind of threw that one off. <laughs> it's late, folks. I'm trying to tell you, but they got all the form of godliness. They go to church. They go to choir rehearsal. They do all this other stuff. But when it comes to God taking care of them and their needs and the and the the, the power to break them from the devices that that will destroy people. Now, there is a whole bunch of doctrines out there, a whole bunch of gospel out there. One of the gospels is is that God's grace is so huge that it can tolerate sin. What I mean is that God's grace is so big that it can tolerate someone practicing sin. Now, listen to the word I just said, practice. Practice sin. It's like a doctor. My uncle used to be a doctor. When he passed away, uh, my oldest, my my dad's oldest brother, but um, he um, he practiced it, practiced being a doctor. Or, you know, one of my cousins on my wife's side is an engineer. My brother-in-law is an engineer. They practice those that job. You could be a mailman. You practice that. You could be like my son. He plays soccer. He practices soccer. Well, some people live to practice sin. Now, sin does not have to be going to a club, getting high, smoking weed, hanging out with your boys, you know, going, being a strip dancer. See, everybody always thinks them. Those are the people who know. They're, they're cold. They know that they, they're unsaved. They, they, they probably come quicker than somebody who's lukewarm and has no idea that you have to have a relationship with Jesus. Where did it say that at? Well, I'll tell you where it says that. Uh, it said in all parts, he says, He who does not hate his mother, father, sister, brother, in my name, is not worthy of me. Jesus said that. Now, does he literally want you to hate your mother, brother, sister, father? No. But in priority, in the stage of priority, they better be 
kind of down the list from Jesus. Jesus has to be number one. And people in, in the gospel today have you thinking that it's all about you. I hear some people, man, I watch some of these shows like Lindsay. I like Lindsay, but chick, this chick, man. Well, anyway, uh, she had people on her show, man, and 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 I would be feeling sorry for them. But some of those black ladies she be having on the show be like, "You go get yours, girl." That's why I forgot. That's why I didn't mention um, Mary Mary. But they got this track. They got this video, and they she's talking about getting yours. You got to get yours, man. You got to you got to play the game. You got to play the game to get yours. I'm like, look, chick. You need to go ahead and go secular. Start playing secular music. That's what you need to do. Get out of God for he crush you. Well, the, the grace is so sufficient for you to play around with God. Oh. Oh, please don't go to Matthew 7 on me. Judge not lest you be judged. Because you got to be able to make some judgment for cause, folks. I mean, pray for her. How about that? Let's pray for her. Pray for Mary Mary. You put them on your prayer list. I'm going to put them on mine. Uh, I got to make one, too. My wife is good at making prayer lists. I think it's kind of like when I'm praying for just any, you know, from people that's not my, really my relatives or my, I feel kind of like, I, used, I mean, I feel kind of like, I guess I kind of make it feel like that God is not smart enough to figure out. <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel like I'm just, it's too easy. You mean when you want me to pray for Mary Mary, and should I know their names and their addresses and their social security number before I do it? No, you just pray for them. They need prayer. People need prayer, especially in the, in the Christian music industry, folks. They got you got you got people out there, man, wearing red red dresses. And, and you know, I mean, they know the significance to the red just because you, if you look at some of the other videos, man, they got some people out there it's really smart on YouTube checking these people out. Anytime you see checkers, anytime you see somebody doing a doing a uh, a, a uh, doing a what to call it, doing a um, video with checkers, you know they sometimes kind of summon somebody, and it ain't it ain't God. Um, folks, I can spend a whole show on just, I'm going to have a lady come on and, uh, she's going to particularly tell y'all, uh, black lady, nice lady, um, sister in the Lord. She's going to come on and tell y'all, I ain't going to tell y'all her name or nothing. She's going to come on, pop on with her, but, uh, she's going to tell y'all what, what's going on in the music industry. Um, folks, it's a lot, it's a lot of people in the music industry, like, like getting back to homegirl from, um, Chaka Khan, I was trying to tell y'all that it's some, some crazy stuff going on in the music industry. And that's what the devil wants y'all to do. So when you see math, um, Revelations chapter 13, it says no man will buy or sell unless he had the mark. What's happening is that the devil is trying to get you to sell your soul so you can have a piece of bread. Now, Esau's problem, spoken of in Hebrews chapter 13, I think it is, and it's talking about he was careless with his birthright. 
And remember, Jesus came to set man free, captives free, but Jesus also came to save people so they can go to heaven. Save them from their sin, break their break their yoke down here, but take them to heaven as they walk, you know, as the final chapter of sin. Just break break that to make a covenant with man. But oh, what is that? I'm sitting in my garage and I just heard something kind of freaked me out. Um, I lost my train of thought. Um, but anyway. Esau's attitude was just careless. And the, the Bible warns about having a careless attitude towards salvation. Having a careless attitude towards when you go listen to the preacher, you immediately, like James said, immediately walk away and forget what you look like. So in other words, you you go to church and it, it, and it can be right nailed dead on. It can be so nailed dead on about salvation. It can be just like, wow, this 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 he hit the nail on the head. Amen, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh my God. Whoa. I mean he Pastor Jones Jones showed it, preached a good sermon tonight. Oh my God, you hear that girl? Yeah, you hear what he said, blah, 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 blah. And then two days later the devil stole it from you. That's the Esau complex. That's not really the Esau complex, though. The Esau complex is being lackadaisical about the things of God. He was lackadaisical, and Jake, Joseph, when Esau came back, he was working all day, and Joseph had that that suit. And in 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 suit, I'm sorry, you got uh, suit. I mean, that's like. I'm trying not to be so. I, I I'm compassionate because I'm a, I want to have a show about you know God working in people's lives because we need to. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm trying to do right now. What I'm trying to do is I have no idea what I'm trying to do because it's late and maybe God is doing something that I don't know. I just keep talking. So when, when this happens, there's something there. That I'm trying to say, and it always comes out at the end to be the right thing. But um, we, we're going to be people are going to be asked to sell their soul, and and and, and at, at the time of the end, and in the, in the, after the first three and a half years after the rapture of the church, when the Antichrist was revealed, uh, people are going to be asked to sell their soul. Now, now let's get back one more time to the. Um, Music industry, they, they're now, in Hollywood also, they're now saying, you know, they're now acknowledging that, hey, we're devil worshippers. You just got to read into it. You got to look at it. I don't know if anybody's seen the final show um, of American Idol and Rihanna was on there and, and all this symbolic stuff. Now, I know there's always been symbolic stuff, and that's how long we've been doing this. If you watch Madonna during the Super Bowl uh, celebrations, that's 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 what it is. It's symbolic. It's it's, it's the, the underworld. And when you see movies about the underworld, this is the underworld. I saw a cartoon about the underworld. Yes, this is what you're trying to say. But what they're trying to say is that we are we're moving from the age of Pisces, which is in, in symbolically in thousands of years, hundreds of years, instead of just month to month. 
We're we moving from the Pisces to the age of Aquarius, meaning we're, we're moving to a new time of enlightenment for mankind, where we'll be able to solve all our problems and, 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 and do, do what we have to do to make this a better place for all, peace and prosperity for everybody. Two cars in the garage and, and make sure you got heated and air-conditioned room. That's what exactly what's happening. This is what's going on. So the selling of the soul has been in action for over 50, actually for hundreds of years, for over 50 years. Television has come into the living rooms to sell you a package to make you come. The devil has not changed his stripes. He's still doing the same thing from Adam and Eve even Adam and Steve nowadays. Now, he's doing Adam and Eve. He's, he's not changed his stripes. He's still doing the same thing. He's still pulling that finger. Picture someone bending that finger saying, come, come, take, eat. And he's selling you a bowl of soup. He ain't even selling it to you. He wants it for free. He's going to take it. You go to church, you sit up under some of these preachers, he's going to take it. He's going to take it. He's going to take it. He's going to take what's his. He wants your soul. The Bible says, what does it profit if a man or a woman or a child gains the whole whole world and lose their soul? He wants, that's what Jesus is saying. He's, but he said this, though. He says, you shouldn't fear devil, fear me. Fear the jealous God that I am, that Oprah Winfrey said, I don't want no jealous God. You fear, fear God, fear Jesus. That's what he's saying. But this, yeah, the devil in the sense can't touch you. The devil can't touch you. He can't make you go to the computer and look at porn. Go look at the Come here, boy. Go look at some porn. Here's the computer. He can't, he can't even move your fingers unless you let him. He he can't even move. What I'm talking about, he can't even move your fingers. You got to do it. He's just in your ear saying, go ahead. You know that website, Daily Pleasure, www.dailypleasure. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about don't worry about your wife. You're okay. Your relationship with your wife be perfectly fine. She don't care. Matter of fact, she be good with it. And... Just don't tell her, though. <laughs> the devil don't care about y'all, man. That, that's the beautiful thing about it, though. Is that if you don't know the devil's there, what's not there ain't going to hurt. It's just like a smoker telling a smoker to stop smoking. In 25 years, in 15 years, you're going to have cancer. <laughs> Are you serious? 15 years? You never know what's going to happen in 15 years. Or stop drinking alcohol. That stuff is going to kill you. In 10 years, it's going to kill you. <laughs> 10 years? That has never come. Are you serious? Go ahead, man. Look at the porn. What harm is it going to do? You already got kids. They're leaving the nest. You don't have to worry about nothing. You know, they, they, they're not going to catch you doing this. They, they're gone. Every, you know, just come on, man. Just do it. How do you stop 
masturbation or how do you stop sexual sins and addiction? How do you stop them? How, how, if I was to, to spend just a few minutes to tell you how would you stop, I'm going to ask you a question. Who parted the Red Sea for Moses or, or Elijah, or, or Joshua? Who parted the Red Sea? Was it, was it Joshua or was it Moses? Who who called down fire from the sky? Of course, Elijah did, but who, who sent down fire from the sky? Who destroyed the world with water when he said he was going to do it? Who rose Jesus from the dead? Of course, Jesus. And the beautiful thing about when Jesus talked about rose, raising, raising from the dead is, is the fact that the Holy Spirit raised him from the dead. The Father raised him from the dead. And Jesus raised him from the dead. Now, I want to get descriptions on that and show, show that to y'all probably ne- next time. But my point is, is that who the Son sets free is free indeed. But you're only separated from these sins because you want to be. And remember he said, he says, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. And if your left eye or right eye, whatever it says, <laughs> causes you to sin, pluck it out. Did he actually tell you to do that? Please don't do that tonight. Save yourself an eyeball. But he's saying by priority. If you really want it that bad, you got to want it yourself. Now, this is not a new new age philosophy. This is not the alter ego state of consciousness. No, I'm saying you got to want to stop masturbation, which is simulated sex. You got to want to stop doing that because that's the ultimate problem. That's the ultimate thing. Or you're going to harm somebody else or, harm, or, or just keep doing. You're going to have to make a release. So you're going to have to do it. So how can, now, does the Bible say it's from money who, does does it automatically come out and say somebody who simulates sex or masturbates is going is, is is sinning? No, it doesn't come out and say that. But does it come out and say uh somebody who uh robs a seven eleven store? Yeah, robbery is in there, but seven eleven store is not. Does it say somebody who does an abortion is wrong because the state tells you that it's right does not make it right? What are those who call good even evil good? Is it right to do to abort? No. For those who have made an abortion and are sorry about it, God will forgive you. That's, that's God will forgive. Even though, the, and I feel sorry for ladies who have abortion who just hunt them. I, I mean, I I don't have any regrets like that. But man, I can I can almost a little bit feel like feel like wow. But for those who think it's convenient, just go back to the New Testament. I can show you that on the next show that you just offered your child as a living sacrifice to Molech at the age of a, of a your, so you can have your own convenience and go do what you got to do because you're not ready for a baby. You can't say these days don't have sex. Who's going to do that? I'm living with my boyfriend. I just said it with a deep voice in that way. I said, hey, hey, today, today, the 21st century, there you go. I guess, I guess, I I mean, the one brother said that my, the last show, and I erased it too. He said, 
I'm trying to stay away from being sarcastic and being mean, so I'm trying to, especially at 12 o'clock at night, I'm just like, oh, man, actually, it's not even 12. Actually, it is 1190, 11.43, 11.90. But God will set you free, but you got to want it. And then it says in James, it says, resist the devil, submit to God, and he will flee. But it has to be according to knowledge. It can't be according to your what your pastor teaspoons you and fed you the little bitty small word on Sunday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we uh, go out here and, and pray and read your Bible this week. Yeah, right. I'm not reading no Bible. My Bible's going to stay on that shelf till next week. You, you better just continue to spoon feed me. Jesus said in, in, in Matthew 4, it says, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That means every day you read your Bible. It's a, it, folks, there's a war to keep you away from your Bible. If the if an enemy wanted to disarm you, how would he disarm you? he take your weapons. That's what the government's trying to do right now, take our weapons. If Germany wanted to disarm its citizens, what would it do? Take the weapons away. Now, if a real true enemy wanted to disarm you, what would they do? They'd knock out your ships. That's what they do. they knock out your ships. They'd take your guns and they'll throw them as far as the east is to the west. <laughs> so you would not be able to fight. So the the word of God is, is imitated as a sword. So the devil wanted to make sure you stay in bondage to sexual addiction or in bondage to habits like gossip or habits like uh, bad thoughts or habits like uh, meanness and anger. If he wants you to stay in, in habits of you know getting on email talking to somebody that's not your wife or husband. He just makes sure your knowledge is messed up. He says, in Hosea, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. It's also distorted knowledge. So if the gospel is distorted, and your your gospel is distorted, then you may be in trouble. It is up to you to seek by the Holy Spirit, and yes, the Holy Spirit <coughs> is in the Bible, and, and Rev... Um, and it says in Romans chapter 8 that if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you none of his. You don't belong to God. So you have to have the Holy Spirit to be God's child. It is the seal unto the day of salvation. And it says... Um, in, the, in, the, in God's word, it talks about... It says... It says, um, verse, it says, chapter 8, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So the Spirit of God is in your heart. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They like Egypt. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. 
The Spirit of God is in your heart. For to be carnally minded is death, to be worldly minded. Now, just because I mention a lot of music and and, and, and secular music don't mean I like the music. I don't. I mean, I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got books. I got a book or two on 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 this. I got people. I got websites and stuff I visit, and they tell me about. I'm not a professional at in the music industry. That's not that's not even what I'm trying to produce here. I'm gonna have a lady on my show about a week, hopefully for a little bit from here. Um, they will talk about that stuff. But it says, but to be carnally spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell, should dwell in you. So you have to have the spirit of God dwelling in you, and that's, verse, that's Romans 8, verse 9. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Please go read that. Don't wait until your pastor. The chances of your pastor reading this, you better have a better chance of backsliding and playing the lottery and hitting it for $1 million. The pastor's not always going to read this. I mean, he could, of course. Who knows? But um, you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know that the Bible just said, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is not his. That's the actual spirit of God coming inside of you. It's the Trinity. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides in you. And that's how he leads you and directs you. It says in John 14, 15, and 16, talks about the Holy Spirit coming to to direct you and, and lead you in the life that, that God has chosen um, you to live. And, and we must do things in God's will. God is not here to make you rich. You all know that, right? God is not here to make you prosperous. He cares less about the. Now he's going to take care. Now think about this: you got a third world country. Now why ain't the promises of prosperity that these prosperity preachers preach accustomed to the people in Africa? So the Bible is just meant for the United States was only two hundred and seventy years old or less. So when when he was writing the Bible, he said he sung the song America, America. When the when the disciples were writing, the Bible. it was the least on his their mind, folks. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, black or white, Chinese or Japanese. It doesn't matter. You, you came naked. You're going to leave naked. Of course, your suit is going to take a while, a couple of months, maybe a year, depending on how they spread. It's going to leave. You're going to turn into bones. You're not going to have that suit. You're not going to have nothing that you came with. You're not. You're going to come to the earth and leave the earth the same way. Nothing. I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, 
And then I'll come back and I got like a couple more minutes left on the show. So my um oh I see. Yeah, so I'll be right back. Romans six twenty three says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Show on Block Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. Finish up. Um, so, to sell your soul, you don't necessarily have to work at it. You just have to be neutral. <sighs> the sad thing, folks, is um, my wife works. At, used to work in a nursing home. Now she works at a hospital. My sister works at a nursing home. Oh, you used to. I don't know if she still works there. She got a college degree, but um, I had a few friends that um, uh, people that I know. Um, girl used to babysit for. I guess you can call her my step uh, cousin. Whatever she works at one. But um, I've heard some stories coming from my sister and coming from my my wife. But. Um, uh, sad thing is, is a lot of people pass away. My wife might come home one day and she says, such and such died. We already, you know, she's been talking about it for two or three years. And that's sad. But, you know, I'm blessed when I hear somebody who went home to be with the Lord. And the Bible talks about, and the sad thing is, the Bible talks about in um, Matthew 6, it says that um, um, narrow is the gate. Um, it talks about being a narrow way to get to heaven. And I say this on a lot of radio programs, but you have to aim to get to heaven. You have to strive. It says in uh, Acts that the the way to heaven, you strive to get in there. You, you, it's like kind of like getting through a, 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 a if you got a fire and you got to crawl through a tiny space. You, you, it, salvation does not come where you can just live your life the way you want to live it. And Jesus is, is a moron, and he has no idea what you're doing. Oh, don't forget he can count the hair. He knows the hair, very hair on your head. I mean, he's the creator of the universe. He knows the DNA. He knows everything. Jesus knew everything. He he kind of, That's what the Bible says. He emptied himself when he came down to earth. He didn't show all of his... I mean, God, he could have told you anything. He could have told you what, what you're going to be doing for the next 50 years. But he emptied himself to a point where he didn't do that. Jesus was awesome. I mean, he's still awesome. He's sitting on the throne right now, ready to come back. 
And we, and I saw, I, I went to see Avengers, and I went to see a couple of, you know, I, you know, I'm 43 years old. Heck, I've seen a lot of movies before, but there's nothing going to compare to when Jesus is coming back over 10,000, 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment on the Antichrist. And the messed up thing is, he don't even fight nobody. He just said, "Be, be gone." <laughs> I want to see some fighting. I've been watching these movies and stuff, and just like, wow. I want to see some fighting. Oh, let's fight. Let's fight for a little bit of time before you just say be gone. And the sad thing, well, not a sad thing, because he killed all these people. Well, where do I get that from? It's late, man. It's not sad. But anyway, the messed up thing is, let's use the word messed up, is that the Antichrist goes into, and the false prophet goes into the lake of fire, a thousand years before Satan. What a bum deal. You sold your, He's the ultimate seller of his soul to the devil. And the devil gets to go into the balanced pit. Probably air conditioning in there. And then this... <sighs> I mean, the Antichrist is going to be the ultimate killjoy. Because he's going to Bring peace to the world, and then after that, man, it's just going to be downhill from there. And then people are missing the rapture, and people are missing the church because the preachers ain't preaching about the rapture, and they're not they're not preaching again because some of them believe that there is no rapture. In my father's house, there are many mansions of wood, not so I don't want to told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. So we got to go through the whole tribulation period with everybody else because we we have to be refined. If Jesus did not say it was finished at the cross. We have to be re-redefined re, re and fined again and redefined. We have to be washed Washed in the blood of the tribulation. <laughs> what a deal. I mean, I, I get to a point, man. Uh, you know, I heard somebody say today Facebook might, you know, fold and, and since they went public. And I, I believe that's so because we always replace technology with something else. But I don't know if it's going to be so cut and dry now since the tribulation period is going to start. Whenever that is, it could be fall. Like I say, folks, I don't know when it's going to start, but I have a good guess it could be this year. But we've been wrong before, so. But I love being saved. Um, I have my problems. God is working with anger now. I have anger, so that's the worst thing you can. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's shades of anger. I mean, it's just like you have to catch. I'm here with my kids all day. I mean, I, you know. The Lord will be willing. He'll come back before I, you know, have to move. Because I want to start writing books and start preaching the gospel. But, hey, folks, if God can come back tomorrow, I don't care about my dreams. I don't care about when he can have my dreams. If I ain't going to have to die, I don't have to die anymore. I'm an eternal being. I ain't got no time to be going to do no dog. You know, God trained I know God trained me to speak in front of people. Because I went to um, Qatar when I was in the army, and I spoke in front of all, probably a total of thousands of people, and then you know, the most people probably was in a room. We didn't have them in the conference rooms about four hundred people. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, 
I, I was always nervous every time I started talking, even nine people. If I had to brief six people, I was always nervous. But, you know, God, you know, was training me. So I know that I'm trained to talk to people. But I, I, I'm worse on the radio. I'm worse on blog talk radio or, or, or wherever I'm talking because I never, ever, ever, ever. My, if you listen to some of my former shows, I don't even know what the heck I'm going to say. And I let God tell me what I'm saying, and then I try to kind of stop him from telling me what to say by just kind of like doubting that this is God. You know you know what I mean? So, like, right now this show is not even scripted because I kind of took off and went in another direction. But pretty soon, you know, I'm going to start scripting my shows and write down what I'm going to say. And, uh, you know, they'd be perfectly fine by then. And I'm going back to put, putting people on my show. And I kind of like made that up for Ball Talk Radio because a lot of people weren't doing that at first. And then I started doing it. But if you look, it's a blessing. Ball Talk Radio, folks, I mean, if you feel like you're being, you don't have to be called. Everybody's, everybody, everybody is called to be witnesses if you're truly born again. Don't, don't, don't think that you, you, I mean, don't let your relatives or friends or associates tell you you need a college degree to go on Blog Talk Radio because um, I say so. Man says so. You know, man says so. Yeah, I yeah, bet. Man says so. You know, I mean, most of these guys with good college degrees get it out of the University of Egg McMuffins online. <laughs> I was watching this one show about people faking their um, doctorate. And they call themselves Doctor This and Doctor That, and they get the internet. Um, like, you know, they go online and get the certificate for internet. It costs them like a couple hundred bucks, and they they now they're called Doctor Such and Such. You know, and say, well, I've seen some people that's like. You know, I ain't gonna mention no names, but I seen a preacher that was, he was in he was like over the whole you know West Coast Baptist convention thing, and he ended up you know slipping off the bandwagon. I'm not judging him, like you know, judge not unless you be judged. But I'm just saying. But I'm pretty sure he had a college degree. So you you telling me that it takes a college degree to slip off the bandwagon? No, it doesn't. It doesn't take a college degree, folks, to slip. I mean, to me, to me, the disciples didn't go to. They saw Jesus personally. They was with Jesus. And as long as we have the Holy Spirit in us, we all need to be witnesses. Because we're going to be judged for what we do for Christ in eternity. The the college degrees that you got, the cars that you're driving, the, the certificates that you have, it's not going to mean a thing in eternity. What you do for Jesus will mean everything. This is when you make the donuts, folks. It's time to make the donuts. It's time to get off our butts and go preach the gospel. Now, when you stand, the Bible says judgment should begin in the house of the Lord. So when you stand in front of God to give an account, you give an account for for Jesus, for what you did for Jesus. The God the Father is going to say, what did you do with my son? What did you do, my son? What did what 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 did you do? What did you preach? Did you preach in the power of the Holy Spirit? Did you did you preach selfishly to get get you a Rolls Royce and a jet plane, or did you preach to 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 save to to, to be used as a vehicle and used as a a a, a tool for the kingdom of God? 
to proclaim God's will, not your own. And that's what it's all going to be all about, folks. It's not going to be about what 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 can you ask not what what Jesus can do for you. Ask what you can do for Jesus. That's what you should be doing. That's what it should be. I kind of got that wrong. <laughs> I wanted to do the opposite. But um, it's not about what, folks, God is a jealous God. And he in Oprah didn't she didn't bend any fences when she said, I don't want no jealous God. Well, you got yourself a jealous God and he created the universe and all your money is gonna go to zero if and, and it ain't gonna mean a thing when you stand in front of God, Oprah. I like Oprah. She's a nice lady. She did a lot to help people, but folks helping people ain't gonna get you nowhere. Ain't gonna get you to heaven. Good works don't don't send you to heaven. Having a radio program don't send you to heaven. You know, it just don't. What sends you to heaven is what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Plus, he said, uh oh. Plus, well, actually, no. Initially, initially, it's grace. It's grace by grace alone. Initially. But working faith produces. So the faith that you have in the grace that God did on the cross, faith without works is dead. So dead faith will produce dead things, which is nothing. Living faith will produce living things, which we are saved by living things. That's why he says, I wish that you were hot or cold. Hot people go to heaven. Cold people don't go to heaven, but they have a better opportunity than warm people. Warm people says, warm people, Jesus said, I'll spool you out of my mouth. That's sad. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you don't do what I say? Folks, we have to take the Bible itself and and, and study it to show ourselves approved, a workman, need us not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing. What should I do? What should? And this is something I just not learn. I'm learning after all those hardcore churches I've been to, is that we need to seek God's guidance. Duh. I mean, not for y'all. Not for y'all. I'm not saying it for me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying it for myself. I don't know. I'm just saying. Particularly, I had to. I, I just. Yeah. Duh. That it took me so long to learn it. But hey, we got to seek God's guidance. We got to see God's guidance for everything. That's why he talks about in James. He said, why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow handled by itself. Worry about itself. It says, why do you say you're going to go here and there and do this tomorrow and do this and don't, you know, worry about today. It says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. We have to, in order to be rapture ready, we have to actually do a litmus test just like you have to test for ladies have to test for men have to test for breast cancer too nowadays a man has to test for uh, prostate cancer well if you're going to sometimes you can just do your like if you're going to test for like something like a lady might search for something in her breast or a man can even do up on his armpits I think there, there, there can be something there a lump somewhere a lot of times you, you do them type of examinations and you can just walk around and if you're old enough your body's going to tell you something's wrong 
But a lot of people believe that, hey, well, I don't have to do an examination. Especially if you're female, you're going to have to do an examination. It's going to catch up with you. Well, the Bible says to examine yourself and make sure you're in the faith. The Bible says in um, Corinthians 10, 12, if a brother thinks he stands, let him check himself just in case he falls. You have to examine yourself according to God's word. The word is simple. But the word will, as you read it, be sharper than a two-edged sword, going inside of your bone in the mirror or the motives of a man or a woman or a child and getting those motives out. And the things that we're going to be judged for when we get to to to, to uh, the judgment seat of Christ might not, it's not going to be the sin that you did because it should be re repented by then. It should be. So if you got anger issues or gossip issues, you need to take care of that stuff, folks. That's not gonna you're not going to heaven just by gossiping because gossip shows that something else is there. Now, if you gossip and you say okay, because gossip could be part of communication. So if you if you're on the phone saying you know Reginald, yeah, he keep going with that he going with that girl, man. He been going with that girl for a while, and you know she's been taking all of his money. And and if if, if something positive is going to come out of that, like for instance, you're going to go pray for Reginald. I'm just making make, make Reginald up. There's a Reginald in everybody's family, but <laughs> but anyway. You're gonna pray for Reginald? Are you gonna? You, are you gonna just talk talk to the next brother or sister? Are you gonna call somebody? Let me call somebody else so I can tell them about what Reginald doing. You know, are you gonna are you gonna pray for him? That's part of gossip. Now that kind of gossip might be okay if you're gonna pray for him or you're gonna to talk to Reginald person to person. But gossip on just to spread the rumor to hurt somebody, it's not cool. Now, I'm going to go through a list of stuff, not the next show, but one of the shows down, about things that can keep you from being raptured. Selfish ambition can keep you from being raptured, being selfish, being full of strife. If you're full of strife and you like to argue with people, argue with your wife, <laughs> I'm touching the floor with that one. I mean, I don't like arguing with my wife. Me and my wife have been trying to chase chase the opposite direction of arguing for a long time, and we have we have conquered it. And the devil, the devil's slick though, man. The devil can pull an argument out of a friendly conversation. So we, me and my wife, we got to be on our best. We got to we got to be. We have our eyes open. You can. I mean, yeah, this stuff will keep you out of heaven. Lying. I was on the phone, and I just didn't want to tell this guy the truth, and it just caught me by surprise. Folks, yeah, this type of stuff can keep you out of heaven. Well, that's not going to keep me out of heaven because I repented. But having a practice of any of these things, rather than just the action by itself one time or two times, if you repent and turn from your wicked ways <laughs> and walk towards God, you're good. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying one or two sins going to keep you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a practice of any of these sins that I'm mentioning, plus all the other sins. I can't cover them tonight. Why, looking upon a woman to lust after her when you're in a store. I, I mean, are you looking at the woman or are you lusting after the woman? Are you single or are you married? 
doesn't really matter. You're looking at a woman that you. What are you doing? And how do you how do you practice going to a place? First of all, don't put yourself in the mall at five o'clock on a Saturday when you know the traffic is going to have a lot of skirts and a lot of short shorts with tight, you know, all that tight stuff. I mean, come on, don't don't hang there because you got. If, you know what, folks? I'm going to do a radio program on warfare. You did not put yourself in the enemy's camp at a specific time in the day. When it's day, you wait till it's nighttime, you go to the camp. You, you take it over. If you, if you read how uh, Abraham went and took over Sodom and Gomorrah to rescue Lot, he went at nighttime. In, a, in the current days of military, when I was over at seas in, in 2003, the war didn't start until night. You don't put yourself in the mall at nighttime looking at these women. Now, just to say you stay in the house and put yourself in a plastic bubble. And, Hi, everybody. This is Roger. And I'm calling y'all from the boy on the internet from the bu- plastic bubble. Hi, I'm 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 planning on a trip. We're gonna carry the bubble down to California. I'm not talking about that, folks. I'm 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 saying that we need to. Yeah, we have to enter heaven by the narrow gate. So you got to aim to get to heaven. You can't just. They would call you unsafe if you were in the military and you're on the firing line and you're going to throw an M16 and all of a sudden you decide to stand up when you're supposed to be shooting an M16 down the lane. They're going to they're gonna first arrest you, even in the military. They're going to give you a uh, hardship <laughs> up the hill to go to prison if you accidentally shoot somebody. But you got to aim to get into heaven. You just can't nonchalantly say, you know, I'm going to. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And that's why I got to pray for sarcasm. I mean, I'm not a professional. Um, please pray for me. I'm not a professional broadcaster. So the sar- it's like I don't have a heart sometimes when it, when I say stupid stuff like that. Not, you know, it's just, it's late. I'm making up excuses. This is why I can't serve Jesus, you guys. I'm just going to quit. That's what people are saying today. They're just making up excuses not to serve God. I got to go bury my dead, my dad. Well, let the dead, dead bury the dead. Now, you know, when Jesus was saying that, the dead, um, he meant, the person who was saying that actually meant, let me go take care of my father until he dies. So those same kind of excuses. Now you got people are asking why the black males are leaving the churches because they got to do the hubcaps. Why don't you pray for them? That's what we need to do, folks. We need to pray. We need to. We need to. We need to pray. I need to pray. I got a tension plan. I'm a fly being swatted when I'm praying, folks. If I'm not eating the right foods, I will go to sleep. Just like the disciples. So when you're watching those, you know, when you're reading the New Testament about the disciples going to sleep on Jesus, don't say you ain't going to do it. Because I'll be up there. <laughs> My son caught me one morning. I just, man, we were talking about that the next day. I was like, man, blessed is the man who does fall asleep. <laughs> He's praying. 
I didn't talk myself to wake up during this night and just pray when I'm laying down and get my lazy butt up. And, man, it feels like, man, if you're not eating the right foods and you just get straight up, boy, I can tell y'all right now, food is a war of the enemy. And I repeat that. Food is a war on the enemy, uh, from the enemy, right straight from the enemy's camp. You eat enough potato chips and enough soda, you're going to be so tired you can't pray. You ain't going to ask, where my Bible at? I can't find my Bible. Let me put my glasses on. Let me say, okay, okay, I got the Bible. Okay. I'm serious. That's how it is, folks. The devil don't want you reading the Bible, so he wants to feel. That's what, when he and he says, okay, go get some chips. Go get that bag of chips, a bag of cookies. I want some cookies. When, when you get them cookies in your system, you get so tired, you don't want to read the Bible. And then when you're sitting there reading, and if you're not asleep, your mind's going off somewhere else. Folks, there's a war. There's a war. It's not on Alex Jones, Infowars.com. Uh, it's, it's, it's a war for your mind. Alex Jones said there's a war for your mind. He's talking about the new order and and the American you know, patriotism and stuff like that. There is seriously a war for your mind. That's why in Romans chapter eight it says be in Romans chapter twelve it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And don't 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 uh, I got it right here. I can read it. Don't be conformed <coughs> to this world. It, it, says, it says, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the, that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so your mind will be in the will of God and, and it will be heading towards that will of God because he will reveal it to you. If you read... Um, Ephesians uh, chapter 4, I think it is, he talks about pray that God will reveal that you will get, to, first of all, you get to get to know God, but he will reveal what he wants you to do through uh, the knowledge, of the, through the word of God. But here's what my pastor has been saying, is it's common sense. Do what you know to do. Read the New Testament and then read the Old Testament, of course. We'll read the New Testament for right now, but do what you know to do. Do what I know to do. But anyway, it says, um, what happened? Oh, yeah, it says in verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to Egypt. The Israelites left Egypt. And they left Egypt to not return to Egypt. And remember, they got their eyes back to Egypt. It's the same thing when uh, Lot's wife looked back. And he's saying right here in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Folks, you can't be renewing of your mind with a little bit of spoonful of the gospel every week from your pastor. If Jesus is saying, "Live," don't, he says, "Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God." How are you going to get that if you? There's too much technology out there for for us to be 
starving or starvation spiritually. Because if you to draw a picture, if you to look at the pictures of the uh, African children who are starving, we would look like that if we expect to just get spoonful spiritually from our pastor every week. We have to read the Bible. So when we say we have a problem with sexual addictions, we, we need to read the Bible. We need to eat it. We need to saturate. We need to continue to eat it. I'm not talking about, yeah, you can do your planners. You can do you can do your little car where you read scripture. That's, that's good. But we have to dive in and study and read. And if we don't have the time, we need to make the time for the Bible. We need to make it. Well, else we're not going to make it. And like I say, as time goes on, I'm going to be a lot more gentle, but strict. I'm not going to lose any strictness, but I mean, I can't, you know, it seems like I'm going off and I'm not having a lot of sensitivity because I say some sarcastic stuff, but, you know, in time that'll go away. But I like, you know, sarcasm still gets you guys to laugh, ladies and gentlemen to laugh. Um, and next show, you know, I didn't talk about a lot of the stuff that I've written down, so I'm going to probably copy that and talk about it next time. But God love y'all. Um, he wants everybody to say, the Bible says that He God wishes that no man should perish. Now, keep in mind, and this is a bad way to go off the air, I guess, but hell is eternal. M equals MC squared. Is a countless, if you put it on a calculator, it's a countless number. It doesn't stop. Um, somebody who's been in hell for 6,000 years just got there. Don't wait till you die to find out the crazy Christians were right, even though they were hypocrites. Even though we were all, most, some of us were hypocrites. I ain't speaking for everybody. Do we practice hypocrisy? No, we should not practice hypocrisy. And that's another show by itself. I watch some of these shows. And and I was watching the show. The lady does interviews. Lizzie show, Lexi show, Lexi show. But she does interviews, and and um, it seems like a lot of people give themselves license to sin. It's like God's grace is so. I just know God's grace is going to cover me on everything. Only if you repent. Now the word repent means to turn from that sin and turn towards God. It does not mean dabble in your sin continuously because his grace may abound. And if you read Romans chapter 6, it talks about that. Should I sin unless grace may abound? So it makes grace look better? That's exactly what they're doing. So I'm going to stay in my lane from now on, and I'm going to have these shows separate. I'm going to stay in my lane, folks. Pray for me that I can stay in my lane because I keep going. I'll be meant to go somewhere, and I end up going off somewhere else in a tantrum. But I, I like these kind of tantrums. Praise God. Just without so much of the sarcasm. But we need to give ourselves as a living sacrifice. These are the last days, folks. If you want to make the rapture of the church, do a house cleaning. Do a house check. Make sure you got all the um, the the uh, metal detector or the, or the fire detectors in the right places. Make sure you make sure you are not living in sin because God wants you to a uh, marriage supper of the Lamb.
I mean, this is the creator of the universe. He says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I wouldn't have told you. People say that the abiding places is our bodies, our new bodies. He said, we should be transformed in a, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, which I, makes me believe that the Feast of Trumpets, which I'm not going to say too much about anymore because I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, there Trumpets of song and the dead in Christ arise and corrupt them, and we who are alive and remain shall see through the glass very clearly after that. We have x-ray vision, x-ray eyes, so we can see, and the angels will explain some stuff to us, but we will know as we are known. I am so glad to come to y'all today. Uh, it's a blessing to talk to thousands of people. If I would have this thing up, I'd probably be talking to millions, but before it's the trumpet sound, maybe I will reach that many people, but make me because God has fulfilled his mission with other people besides myself. So God bless y'all. I'll be praying for y'all and, and and y'all have a wonderful day. God bless. Get ready to come into the zone for the next sixty minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two, one. The prophecy zone. With your host, Phil Armstrong, your watchman on the wall, bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European super state, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone.